0: Welcome to Frustrated and Exhausted, the podcast for women in leadership, where I help you fulfill your ambitions without sacrificing your sanity or your resilience. Did you know that men interrupt women nearly three times as often as they interrupt other men? Let that sink in three times more often and what that means is that for every three male opinions, ideas, perspectives shared only one female voice is heard without interruption and that's assuming that we're listened to and not just heard and passed over or you know somebody glosses over and moves on to their own point. You're smart women and I know that you know that this makes it much more difficult for us to have an impact, to have influence, and to succeed. And in today's episode of Frustrated and Exhausted, that's what we are going to be exploring, Women Interrupted. this is something that we need to be thinking about as individuals, but also as leaders of the organizations and companies and businesses that we work for and work in. It might be your own business, but it's going to happen there too. So there's three things I'd like to cover and maybe a little bonus one as well today. But three main things I want to sort of, it's just to have a think around in, in terms of how do we handle these interruptions? How do we get our points across? You know, we're, we're kind of trying to balance this with all these stereotypes of women being aggressive if they are kind of assertive of us being bossy when we're just leading and expressing opinions Um, so it is a real balancing act sometimes because we've got all these stereotypes that we're sort of working against as well So my first thing is really educate it's about educating um, other people most men are not going out of their way to make things difficult for women this is not a conscious thing You know, like us, they are conditioned by the rules and norms of what is still primarily a patriarchal society. And to change this, we all need to educate ourselves, women as well as men. You know, as women, we need to be aware of these stereotypes. We need to be aware of these things happening. And, you know, over time, obviously, we become more aware. But the earlier in our our careers that we can start to pay attention to these things, and address them and find strategies and ways of of navigating, the more impact, the faster we can have. And these things start to help to balance out the slippage we see in women's careers where they're not promoted as early um, and kind of move us past that. You know, in, in companies and organizations, I'm sure you will have seen things potentially, you know, workshops on active listening, uh, you know, when you can try and introduce some gender equity research around those to sort of demonstrate to people the imbalance um, with interruptions and how we listen to each other and how we listen to women. You know, or maybe it's something that's included as part of broader work in organisations around gender equity and um, building gender allyships um, so that women can be kind of more heard. You can kind of wrap it up in that way if you're taking an organisational approach to it. Or you could take that education process into your own hands. Actually, that's not an either or. You could do both of these things. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. One woman I read about recently, and I can't for love nor money find the post that I read it on. I think it was on LinkedIn. um, Said that she was in a meeting with some friendly male colleagues recently. So people she knew well, people she was comfortable with. And she told them at the beginning of the meeting that every time they interrupted her, she was going to bang the table. She banged the table a lot and they were absolutely astonished. But how simple and effective is that of raising awareness, raising people's understanding of the behaviours that they're showing that they're not even aware of? This is unconscious bias, the vast majority of the time. Is not necessarily a deliberate thing so how can we raise other people's awareness that this is happening how can you make people's interruptions more obvious so my second point is that we might want to enlist supporters you might want other people to kind of be aware of what's going on for you and kind of bring in some support for you you might not want to be as direct as the women in that example. Um, but, you know, on an individual level, it might be about talking to colleagues, both male and female. Um, you know, women do this to other women. It's, it's a work culture thing. Um, and women are often as guilty of not listening to other women as men are. So you, we all need to be aware of this. So it might be talking to your colleagues and sharing some of your frustrations they can help you point it out in meetings if you, if you ask them to do that and give them permission to do that. They might want you to do the same for them. You know, some of the women in Obama's White House, uh, this is a great example, um, they took a collective approach, and you may well have read about this, called amplification. Um, and it was about amplifying each other's voices. It went broader than just interruptions and managing the interruptions in meetings. But what they did was when a woman shared an idea or an opinion, they would repeat her idea or opinion and then they would give her credit to make it that much less likely that her thought was lost or attributed to someone else. And we all know that that happens quite a lot for women. The third thing really to think about is engaging. You know, we don't don't want this necessarily to be a confrontational thing, but... You know, we need to make unconscious bias conscious for people. So, if we can call out interruptions of ourselves and of others when it happens in the moment, we can engage. We can make everyone aware of the impact that these interruptions have. You know, you could be direct and just say, I hadn't finished my point and get straight back into it. You know, interrupt them back or wait till they've, they've come to a pause and jump right back in. Or you can let the other person finish. You can do this in a bit more of a gentle way and just acknowledge or paraphrase their point back to them and then return straight back to yours so that you can finish if you don't want to be you know, quite as direct in calling out the interruption. You know, if, if it's a trickier dynamic that you're dealing with, if somebody can be quite... Uh, You may be a little bit bullying or intimidating um, from your perspective, obviously. You know, you can use empathy. I hear what you're saying. Again, paraphrase their point and then reiterate yours in full. You know, that can be a sort of a gentler way in if tensions are maybe running a little bit high in a meeting. You know, alternatively, and this is obviously the best position to be in, if you are chairing the meeting If you're chairing the meeting, then there is so much opportunity. You can be really direct then. You know, the expectation of other people is that you are in control of that environment. You're in control of the agenda. Um, And you can use a stronger approach. We'll get back to that idea. We'll get back to your point in a second. Or you can, you know, just say, let me finish. That's certainly going to make them aware that they've interrupted and cut across you. Or if someone else has been interrupted, and I think, you know, as you go up the chain and you're cheering more and more, I think this is much more incumbent on us to be noticing other people being interrupted. Notice those interruptions and stop them and invite that person to finish their point. All of this raises awareness. It's not about, you know, conflict or being uh, aggressive in any way. But there is nothing wrong with a bit of assertiveness and we're all entitled to have our space to share our opinions. You wouldn't be at the table having the conversation if you shouldn't be there and if your voice wasn't meant to be heard. Now, (laughs) this last point might be a little bit hypocritical actually to say, um, but sometimes we need to interrupt or we'll never get a word in edgeways. You know, some organizations, some companies It's fast paced, you know, the conversation moves fast. The meetings are quick. If you want to get your point in there, and, you know, especially if you're in a scenario where there's lots of men all talking, or lots of women, you know, sometimes we can be as guilty of this as anybody else, but you know, to get your point in, sometimes we need to just jump in. You know, if you're sitting, if you're physically sitting in a room with people, You know, it's a little bit different online. But if you're physically sitting in a room with people, take your space, really ground yourself in your chair, take up as much space physically at the table as you can. And, you know, rather than the quick breath that we often take before we jump into something, that little snatch breath, rather than doing that, take a really deep breath, make it quite obvious to people that you are about to speak. You know, there's there are vis- visual signals as well that you're about to speak, and you know that l- bigger breath allows you to hold your tone as well. You know, you you can speak right through your sentence or sentences, and you know, you, yeah. there's also something about the tone of your voice and and really filling um, the room. You know, not shouting, not being loud necessarily, but a full breath will allow you to hit a real tone. Um, that will help you to be heard as well. If you think about, um, I used to do singing lessons and this is one of the things my vocal (laughs) tutor taught me and I'll share it with you because it's a really good one. You know, you can speak from the top of your chest and if I do that now, then you can hear the change in tone of my voice and I can speak like this and it's a little bit breathier and it's a little bit softer. But if I take a deep breath and I start to um, speak from deeper in my body you'll hear the difference. So if I speak to you like this now, there's much more of a difference. I'm not speaking any louder, but the tone of my voice has changed because what's happening is that the sound is actually echoing inside my body. And that creates a whole different tone. And it's one that can be much more authoritative if you want it to be, but it's certainly one that's more likely to be heard. So, you know, just get in there when you have to um (laughs) don't let your mum's voice get in your head you know that's (laughs) sorry mum but that's one of the things that I, I kind of always have is that that when you're a child now don't interrupt the adults it's not right you don't do that you know don't wait to be invited don't listen to your mum's voice telling you that it's rude to interrupt just get in there get in there And maybe we've got a chance of changing that statistic that we started out with. You know, don't allow yourself to be interrupted. Bring it back. Don't sort of allow the interruption to make you sit back and disengage from the conversation. So just to summarize, women interrupted. We don't want to be interrupted, but if we are, what are we gonna do? We're gonna find ways to educate people. And that might be on an organisational level through workshops that touch on these things that teach active listening of everybody and cover the gender issues around that. It might be from enlisting support. You know, speak to your colleagues, male and female. Get some agreements going. You might want to have a conversation with your team about like meeting etiquette. You know, what, what is normal in your team? What is the culture of meetings you want to set up and you expect from people? So there's a conversation to be had there as well engagement we need to engage people in this conversation we need to make the unconscious bias conscious and we can do that i give you a range of different ways from very direct and directive and strong through to much more empathetic and gentle um, depending on the scenario because context is everything in these things and finally interrupt other people <laughs> you know You've got things that are worthwhile saying. Don't be the good girl sat on the sidelines doing what your mum always told you. Use your voice. You've got good points to make. You've got ideas that are worth being heard. So if you find yourself in this scenario, speak up. You might have noticed, but for me, I think this really, really matters. You know, to have impact the impact that we can have in our lives, in our organisations in society, you know, we need to be able to get our ideas and thoughts and opinions out there. If you want to reflect a bit more on this, I've got a set of journal prompts um, all around getting your voice heard. And, you know, I say heard rather than listened to, because we can't control what other people do. We can't control whether they choose to listen to us or not, but only whether we can be heard. So that's why kind of I focus very much on that. I'm going to pop the link for that in the show notes. Again, any questions or queries or comments or anything, find me on LinkedIn, um, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Don't be interrupted this week, ladies. I really hope you can kind of take something really practical and tangible from this episode. And I look forward to hearing how you get on with it. Take care and see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Frustrated and Exhausted. Hit the follow button for future episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Resonate Leadership and LinkedIn at Ruth Alexandra Wood. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Frustrated and Exhausted is brought to you by Resonate Leadership and the wonderful team at the Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Ruth Wood. Take care and speak to you soon.